And welcome back to the TV stage here at F3 in Chattanooga, Tennessee, day one. And it's exciting already. So two more days of the, the conference, but we're still going into to day one here. I have a very special, two very special guests from Steam Logistics here, Freight Brokers 3PL based in Chattanooga, Tennessee, Jason Profancha, CEO, and Steve Cox, the, the, the president. So welcome, hey, guys. Good to see you. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So we're going to talk about non-competes. Non-competes in the industry. You guys are the flagship uh, advocate for getting rid of non-competes. You have a movement. You started building that on social media. You have, I think, over 100 fellow companies in the industry joined on to end non-competes. So how did you get started with, with this cause? Well, we, your idea was yeah it? we, we kind of got sick of getting letters from other companies to be honest and uh, we just didn't really believe in the practice we know there's a lot of 22 year old kids out there uh, starting at their first job they're signing the employee handbook I can guarantee that company isn't giving them a training lesson in non-competes so uh, a couple of years later they want to go and maybe work for another company and and they're restricted from doing that and and that that hurts the industry, it hurts the individual, uh, and it hurts just kind of a free market economy. So, And at the rate that we were hiring, we were getting letters seemingly every other week. And I think Steve's point of view was, why do we keep playing defense on this? And let's just take this out of the shadows and put it in the public opinion and and sort of reverse the uh, the course and, and go from defense to more of an offensive posture. So, And you guys did go on the offensive check out LinkedIn, Twitter, everything. Every time you get a letter, you're posting quite a few of the letters. And I agree with you guys. I mean, I, I think non-competes for entry-level, you know, even mid-level uh, almost, right? Employees, you, you have that 22-year-old out of college, they come in, they might just be an average salesperson. They, they might not have a lot of accounts, right? They're, they're, you know, but you want to lock them out of getting another job. Even if you let them go, you're still locked. Some companies are still locking them out, which is just unfair. Yeah, and I think the most interesting part of that is since we've taken this stance, uh, we have not received a letter from anyone. Uh, and I, I just don't think a company wants to be seen in that light. Uh, so we've had a couple of companies kind of back down, uh, but we haven't we haven't received a single letter, and now it's been um, almost a year and a half. I think that really speaks to uh, th the shadowy nature of this practice, right? As, as long as it's hidden and in the shadows, companies can just sort of operate with impunity. But as you start to shine a light on this thing, to Steve's point, nobody really wants to be seen as a bully to potential uh, employees or current employees. And so um, we just feel like it's the right thing to do. And uh, we've gotten a lot of support. As you mentioned, we have over 100 companies that have joined us in this sort of crusade to, to try to end non-competes. It's really a lesson in PR, too. A, a great lesson that you're showing the industry is taking control of the narrative, right? Bringing it out of the shadows into the public because you don't, it's a bad PR move to start sending letters trying to enforce non-competes. Everyone, if you do do it, you kind of want it to be hidden in the shadows. There's a couple of companies out there who don't really care. Um, but, but for the most part, no one wants that bad PR. By turning the tables, you're, you're forcing this issue to be out in the light and for the industry to, to, uh, to face it. I think one of the most interesting things that we've seen so far is that uh, customers don't like it. 
We've had tons of shippers, customers tell us how happy they are that we're leading the charge on this, uh, that maybe they've taken a job outside of uh, 3PL and that they were affected by it. Uh, but a lot of shippers have told us they really appreciate what we're doing. And there's benefits that, that can't come from not having non-competes. And, and part of that is hiring. You guys are very aggressive when you're hiring, you're growing quite a bit, have the new offices over here at Fourth and Market. Um, but, but how does that open up? You talked about free market. You mentioned free market. How does that open up and make, uh, make the hiring acquisition of talent really more market fundamental base when you get rid of the non-competes? Well, one of the things that we're doing, to your point, we're, we're recruiting a lot. Um, a lot of that happens on college campuses. These young people, many of them may or may not have even heard of the term non-competes. But when we show up at these college campuses now, we have a booth for Steam and we have a separate booth for innoncompetes.com. And the whole goal there is to really educate people and to kind of help them understand how to ask about these things. And as they're going from booth to booth to try to understand which of these companies are going to lock them in uh, for a long period of time and which companies are going to kind of embrace the open market. Have you guys been surprised by the the reaction from, you know, under other 3PLs, other freight brokers joining in on the cause? I mean, over 100 companies right now. I think that will probably double over the next year. Has that been a, a pleasant surprise? Did you expect this at all? I think it's been really interesting on LinkedIn. We just haven't had a lot of negative comments. They've been, they've been in support. Uh, not a lot of people are taking kind of an opposing view or, or supporting the non-compete. Uh, actually, I've not really seen any of it. Uh, so it's been, it's been a really neat thing to be a part of. Yeah, and we all compete with each other so much. It's been kind of nice to sort of lock arms with even competitors who sort of see this as what it is. And to Steve's point, it's almost an indefensible position, which is why nobody has a rational argument against it online. And I, I would say the only thing we've been a little surprised of, and maybe not surprised, but we would hope that more of the larger legacy 3PLs would would jump into this. And so far, we haven't seen that. We've had a couple people reach out and ask questions and uh, express some curiosity about it, but we haven't had any of the, you know, call it the top 20 uh, 3PLs jump into the fray yet. So we're hoping we'll see that happen. I, I think it will. I, I think like legacy older companies, it takes a while to turn the ship sometimes, right? And and the new attitude has to be vetted out uh, quite a bit. And I'm sure there's a few that just won't do it at all, but I think most of them most of them will. So we're talking about non-competes, right? Which is much different from non-solicitation agreements. So let's talk about non-solicitation and, and kind of how those are different and really the importance of and non-importance of both, right? So, Yeah. I mean, as much as we're against non-competes, we, uh, we have no issue with non-solicits. We understand that uh, when people leave, the expectation is not that they can steal customers or steal fellow employees in, in ways that are unfair uh, because they have uh, unique knowledge of the business and, and can do things to, to hurt the business. So totally different issue. We expect our people to uh, abide by non-solicits uh, when we hire them. And, and we just see those things as, in, in fact, we think that because of one, the other is not necessary because we don't need to keep people out of the industry. We just want them to abide by, you know, doing the right thing when they leave the company, not to try to, you know, harm the business directly. And we're not immune from having letters come on non-solicits, right? So we've always taken the stance, we are going to take care of that, right? When we see it, we figure it out and we take care of it because we want to honor that. Yeah. So uh, again, non-solicitation agreements, 
you don't need a non-compete if you have non-solicitation because that's, that, that covers everything. And also on the non-competes, I go back and, and you know how much, how wide of an area that covers. Would you consider the industry? Because this is a ginormous industry with a lot of different arms, and to, to blanket. Uh, anything in the logistics world is is hard to defend. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's to us, the, the non-compete is just simply overreach. And to your point, if, if you have the non-solicit, if you have a non-disclosure, uh, you should be able to run your business just fine. The definite thing. So let's talk about the office. Let's talk about brand new office. I, Steve gave me a tour yesterday. I have some photos. They might throw those up if they can. Uh, but amazing views, downtown Chattanooga, especially this time of year. You have Lookout Mountain. You have all the leaves changing. Um, how excited you guys are about heading into this soon, very soon, right? Oh, we're dying. I mean, we are absolutely dying. Our people are dying. We're very excited to get in, to have a 60,000 square foot facility that's committed. Uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. I mean, we don't, there's not a lot of logistics companies that have that type of a headquarters. Uh, and we're proud of that. And our people have earned that, frankly. Uh, so it's, it's just been, it's a really exciting time for us. Yeah. And I think beyond the obvious business side of it, we're really excited even about the civic aspect of it. You know, there's this building that's been sitting in downtown Chattanooga for 40 years uh, as a complete eyesore and to be able to bring that back to life and sort of reanimate an entire block in, in a pretty prominent part of downtown feels pretty great. And to Steve's point, it's a 60,000 square foot building, uh, but we'll be connecting it with our existing space. So all told, when we're finished with the full build out, it'll be about 100,000 square feet, which we're pretty pumped about. Yeah, we can fit 800, 792 people in the new building. Mm -hmm. By the time we move in, we'll have over that in Chattanooga. So we did have to keep that. Uh, but, you know, at the time when they suggested uh, having the building, I was like, oh, I'm, and that's pretty big. I don't know. And then <laughs> by the time it's done, we can't we're, we're going to overfill it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you guys are growing so fast. How many how many employees do you guys have right now? I think we're just right around 900 nationally and call it, you know, maybe 700 in Chattanooga, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just really amazing, amazing views. The rooftop. Tell us a little bit about the rooftop and the plans for that. Yeah, so we have a rooftop patio that we're really excited about. It'll uh, it'll be large enough for a, a good chunk of our people to be up there at any given time. It'll have outdoor classrooms, great views of the city. Uh, we'll have a, a container on top of the roof that we're going to create a little Friday happy hour bar out of uh, that one of our team members uh, uh, coined as the open container. So we thought that was an appropriate uh, name for the bar. But, it's legal uh, in Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we, we, we're, we're trying to be thoughtful about making a space for our people to really be proud of and to be able to work effectively. And uh, and so we'll uh, we'll definitely get you in there once we once we finish it out. I, 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 I'll definitely be there. I, I will definitely be there. It's, it's got a great view, great view of Freight Alley, Freight Waves offices over there across the street. And it's just just, it's, it's it's just an amazing building. It's, it's great. Um, over the last year, um, you you know you guys have seen the market go up and down, uh, both in the, in the full truckload space, but also the ocean maritime. What are your thoughts on on the rest of this year, peak season into twenty twenty three? 
Well, you know, we all knew that this downturn was coming. And so we've been preparing for it for, you know, really since the beginning of the year, especially helping our team recognize that, you know, we hired so many people during this past two years that the only market they've known is the pandemic market. And so we've had to really help them understand that uh, in, in most freight markets, freight doesn't just fall from the sky. You actually have to go compete for it. And so we've been re helping our, our team sort of rethink about how uh, to do their jobs. And we're in a kind of a unique situation because we have such a broad range of services. We can do international, we can do dredge, we can do domestic. So it gives us a little bit more resiliency to these market downturns. But but certainly, uh, I think these next six to nine months are going to be, you know, pretty tight in, in terms of competitiveness and rate uh, deflation and all the things that everybody's very aware of. Yeah, so, uh, we still th we still think we have a very good shot of being around 1.1 billion next year. Uh, we did 33 million in 2019, so uh, it's it's been a very cool three year run for us. It has it has it's been a crazy market all through. Um, in 2023, I see rate deflation. I someone asked me this morning making a bull case for the markets in, in 2023 and, and freight rates and dumb luck was was basically the the, the, the only case I, I can really make so it's, it's going to be a tight market and uh, a lot of the a lot of new employees into uh, the logistics industry you know that they, they haven't experienced this before and it's going to be it's going to be eye-opening for a lot of people yeah i mean it's just going to be about market share the industry is large enough for for people to go out and and out compete one another and grow their business is through share, and that's what our plans are. So, so um, well, let's go pivot back a little bit to, to non-competes and, and kind of, you know, if you want to join the cause, if you're a company out there, freight broker, 3PL, trucking company, whatever industry, you know, whatever niche that you're in, how do you sign up, get in touch with you guys, and, and join the movement? I mean, Steve and I are both active on LinkedIn. You can reach out to us directly about it. But uh, we also built a website called innoncompetes.com. And um, it's it's really meant to be for the industry. It's not just dripping with steam uh, information. It's really an industry resource uh, that is both for companies to sign up to, to be a part of this. There's even a section for job seekers. So if you're looking for a job in logistics, you can go and see who has non-competes and who doesn't. And, uh, and even some questions to ask when you're in the interview process so just go to in noncompetes.com sign up it's that easy so uh we have a few seconds here let's talk about the cruise coming up uh today the the, the river cruise I, I think you can still get on board and and join steam logistics out on the tennessee river right Yep. Yeah. I think at 3.30, we're doing a little riverboat cruise down the river. And uh, yeah, I think we still have maybe 15 or so spots. So if anybody's interested, just reach out. We'd be happy to have you. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for, for stopping by, uh, chatting about non-competes. I, I think it's one of the, the most important things that most important causes. And, and thank you guys for, for starting that. Um, because I, I think it's just been unfair for years, um, you know, being bullied around and, and all of that. But thank you guys. Appreciate Thank you very much. to talk about it. Thanks.